Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fruit of the Bone Podcast. This is your boy, JBJR, in the building. Um, beautiful uh, Friday, uh, early evening in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, you know, the weekend before Memorial Day. You know, this is when it's being recorded. Uh, everything's good, you know, so, you know, just trying to enjoy this weather. Stuff's trying to open back up. Uh, no mask here in St. Louis now, in city and county, so... That's gonna be fun. <laughs> and I'm already seeing people already taking full advantage of that. So pray for us, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, uh, make sure you check us out on all social media, which is at Fruit Boom Pod, which is F R U I T B O O M P O D. And make sure you catch us on every audio streaming service that you can find podcasts Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, uh, you know, tune in. We're, we're out here. If you just Google us, uh, fresh, uh, this uh, fruit of bone podcast, excuse me, you'll find us everywhere. You'll, you'll definitely find us everywhere you need to go. Um, but let's go ahead and get things started in a second um i want to go ahead and introduce our guest which is actually our most recent winner of fresh produce online she won the may 2021 of fresh produce online uh this is her second time ever competing as a matter of fact you know she definitely made an impression the first time you're like okay because you know definitely love seeing lady producers in the building love seeing them and uh she won and definitely impressed us the second time around. Uh, got a full win through and you know a flawless victory for the most part. But uh, my, my girl, she she's been doing some great things and she's a Minneapolis native, uh, right up north from St. Louis. So uh, make sure you give all praise and welcome to my home girl, Bergen Beat. How you doing, girl? I'm good, thank you. Appreciate you taking the time out to fuck with your boy. You know, like I said, take the time out after the work day, you know, because I just recently got off work myself, so I understand. <laughs> yep, the struggle. <laughs> the, the struggle, you hear me? <laughs> but uh, before we get things started with the actual interview itself, uh, just a quick rundown about how the show goes for anyone that's a new listener. Uh, the whole point of the show basically is to highlight producers, DJs, and engineers, highlight their lives, their stories, um, experiences, advice, all those things. Uh, solely because, you know, it's a lot of music podcasts dedicated to artists and bands. Love them to death. I listen to several of them. But not enough about the behind the scenes people. The people who make your favorite songs and albums great today on the back end. Who makes the beats? Who uh, mixes the beats down? Get the vocals and the beats sounding in unison and in harmony. And who actually helps, you know, basically in the most sense a and r for you when you're out when they're out about in parties and different events and things of that nature or even just on radio and podcasting you know what i'm saying so i would love to go ahead and give those kind of stories out so everyone can go ahead and know what's going on with them and then try to contact and network with those same people but uh just go ahead and get things started with the actual interview self um i'm going to start off with a very general question and we'll go from there which is how did you get started in music production um, uh, music has always been a part of me. I started playing piano when I was in probably kindergarten or first grade. Um, and then uh, migrated to the flute when I was in middle school and I was um, privileged enough to have uh, private lessons. And so um, I was always a little bit advanced for my class and got placed into like a higher grade uh, band class, did marching band. So it's just kind of always been a part of my life. Um, then the, act, the actual production, I guess I got bored with the the structured 
uh, band setting and uh, listening to all the different parts. I kind of like just had my own ideas and I just started writing my own stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So how old were you when uh, you decided to start going into music production? Um, I was, it was in 1999. <laughs> um, I graduated from high school and um, I knew I didn't want to be a, a teacher. Um, I didn't want to do like classical music training or anything like that. I honestly didn't know I wanted to do productions as badly until I went through three years of c- computer animation. Uh, oh, nice. <clears throat> and I started making music for the animation projects uh, for my class. I was known as the the girl that carried around the keyboard <laughs> to all the classes. <laughs> and eventually, awesome. I just, uh, yeah, I just knew that this was my calling and my passion and made the switch. That's what's up. Yep, that's what's up. That's what's up. So tell us, um, what are you using right now as far as your software and or hardware? Sure. Uh, for software, I use Reason. I've always picked used Reason, and I'll probably always use Reason. <laughs> um, I just, I really fell in love with it. I don't know. Just, it speaks to me. I also like it because not too many people use it. So I feel like it gives you a chance to have some different sounds. Whereas, like, you, you know, Fruity Loops people, you can recognize the sounds pretty easily. Um, the stock sounds, anyway. Um, and then I use the machine. Uh, native from Native Instruments and um, Ableton Live, and I have a couple of the little fun gadgets I use <laughs> for controllers. But okay, cool. That's, that's the main thing. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, as far as um, beat battles, was Fresh Produce your first experience with beat battles, or have you done it before? Like, whether this can be in Minneapolis or online, is this your first kind of experience, or how's it? How's it? No, it's not. Um, I've definitely competed in beat battles before locally here. This right. uh, Fresh Produce was my first online beat battle, though. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And first, probably first one that was like a mix of like people that weren't in state as well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, how did you actually end up hearing about Fresh Produce? Like, tell us how you end up hearing about Fresh Produce in general, and then just tell us about your experiences from the from your last battle, the most recent one, and your original battle when you first started. Uh, just you know, just tell us your, give some, some information on it. Yeah, so I found out about Fresh Produce because a fellow producer of mine actually competed um, in a battle. Um, his name is Nicodemus. Um, and Shout out to him. Nicodemus. Nicodemus <laughs> needs to make it. I, I, I have a lot of faith in him. He's, he's very, very talented. Um, and so then after he competed, I said, hey, do you mind if I like, you know, try and get in this beat battle? Because <laughs> I, I was just feeling it. And so then I had uh, uh, signed up and I thought the experience was really unique. I was actually blown away by how well it was put together. Like we're talking about we're in a pandemic, first of all, you know, so I thought that they had a lot of things figured out. Um, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to technology, so I was really into the way that they were utilizing different software to, to make it run and the setup and then having things in between. And then as far as the actual competition, I think that's what really sold me is because um, locally it's just, I think it's kind of hard for any artist to get all the kind of love and feedback that they want at those types of events because there's a lot of feelings and emotions and almost like real competition because everybody there kind of wants to make it. <clears throat> well, as I feel like um, Fresh Produce has more of that community vibe 
and you can tell that people genuinely are interested in your music and it's not about just winning and it's about uplifting and networking with other people what are they using and making new connections you know and that's why I do this because people are like why do you go back you weren't treated right or it wasn't fair and I said I don't go back to win I go back because I like all those things that I just listed those mean more to me than anything so and sis I'm so glad you get the whole point of why we even do Fresh Produce whether it's online or in person just so fact that you say it's all about community which is the main thing everyone in the crew myself included we really do try to push solely because it's important because it's so much opportunity for basically composers beat makers um, producers however you want to call it you know what I'm saying it's so much opportunity that you know why not try to uplift? Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, want to get placements with artists, which absolutely nothing wrong with. I love, I would love to get placements with artists, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as big name artists, I've definitely worked with plenty of local people. Shout out to y'all. Um, but as far as placements where you just want to have like a big name artist or someone on like a label or something like that, you know, that's not the only option. And so, and that's one thing Fresh Produce really try to do because we try to treat it off as like a jumping off point. And because we know we'll accept anyone that started making that was making beats maybe from 20 years ago to two days ago you know if you're coming to basically learn and network and just have fun and just not have ego you know yes mm -hmm. you no know, just not have i mean any ego at all i mean that's what we're about because we want to help each other out like i like Fresh Produce is how I got, you know, it's one of the reasons why I got into podcasting, you know. Shout out to my boys at Straight Out Low Cash, you know, that introduced me to the podcasting game, so that way I can start doing stuff like this, but Fresh Produce is what made me want to do this particular podcast, mm -hmm. and solely because I used to compete, like, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, you know, I used to do all this stuff, and be in the exact position where you're in right now, you know, just, and when it was just all in person, and so coming through the trenches and you know having my wins and my losses and meeting everyone that I met in person and now we have an online I'm able to meet people like yourself and like I met Nicodemus and you know everyone else you know it's it's just the sole fact that we don't care about someone winning did you network what benefit did you get out of it because winning money I mean winning money is great don't get me wrong All right but what did you get out of it? Did you learn more about yourself as a producer? You know, did you, you know learn what your strengths and your weaknesses are when it comes to a random crowd? Um, did you learn uh, uh, or did you meet anyone new as far as networking? Did you make any connections? Did someone buy some beats off of you? Did you make some new fans? You know, say, are you planning on competing again? So you do the same, you know, it's one of those things, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, we all doing it for free. You know, it's kind of like everything to, everything in the game but nothing to lose right because the only thing you're losing like i told y'all before in the meetings before the beat battles is time and it really is time not wasted because you advertised yourself for free mm -hmm. and possibly nine times out of ten someone's going to try to contact you about some beats and you're going to get some bread off of it anyway so did you really lose right you know and so that's why i tell anyone so um you know, thankfully you won, and thankfully you're going to be making it going to the online finals uh, later on in the year. 
But you know, it's one of those things like, you know, regardless of what happens with that, it's the same thing I'm telling you, just like I'm telling anyone else. It's, it's fuck the win. Right. <laughs> Honestly, fuck the win. It's great. It's clout. You got free studio time, some merchandise stuff from us, and some money. Cool. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't get, right. I mean, I mean, for real, for real, don't get me wrong. I love all those things, and I love that we're able to provide all those things. But the main point why I say that is, it's not about that. It's about, are you able to go ahead and make some money? Are you able to, you know, do something like what I'm doing with podcasting or be have more interviews like with people like myself and, you know, uh, producer Brian and, you know, shout out to them and people like that. Like, is that what you can, is that what you're going to be doing or are you just going to be stagnant? Like, what are you planning on doing? And so, but I say all this to say that, you know, I'm glad you get the point mm-hmm. that this is what the whole community aspect of fresh produce is about and that's why i love preaching about this just so i love this so i'm a part of this but um to continue on everything um <laughs> so with fresh produce in general um your online battle like how did you feel about how did you feel about i mean with the loss that you took um because we i can definitely tell that you improved the second time around i can definitely tell because i was like oh she go okay she dope she cool but then i was like oh she got it so what did you i want well, to ask you because this is a new question so what did you learn from the first battle to the second battle oh that's a good question uh i think definitely i learned about sometimes i get in my head about which beats to pick. Um, I fortunately have a ton of material and that's kind of a good and bad problem. So um, get in my head about which beats should I bring? <laughs> which ones should I play? Knowing which ones to play. Um, I definitely, I did something different this time. The first time I really studied the opponents and tried to see what kind of styles they had, which I do think I do recommend doing that. This time around, it kind of came together um, kind of quickly at the end. And so I didn't have as much time to see, check out styles and things like that. It actually worked out better for me because I just came with a variety. And so I made sure I had a couple of uh, boom back. I made sure that I had a couple strong trap. I made sure I had a couple of wavy, you know what I mean? Like that way that I, I was ready to attack from whatever anybody played and I had to worry less about playing the right genre because I think sometimes that's a problem too sometimes you can like oh this is my genre this or not genre but um style you know so it's like I gotta play a trap beat because they played a trap beat and you don't necessarily have to you know what I mean it's like pick your lane and stay in it sometimes is the name of the game too so um I think I that's one thing I learned um I don't know. The other thing was just like, I just made sure, like I was talked about in the actual competition is that I just made sure that everything I had was fire. Like every beat that I brought, I would play first. You know what I mean? So I, in previous battles, I would have like, oh, I'm going to play this one because it's like, it's not as good. And I'll save this one for the last because it's dope, you know? And I just tried to make sure that everything I had, I felt was dope. So I didn't have to worry about if I was necessary playing a beat that wasn't you know, good enough. That and I just went back to the drawing board. Um, I think that, like you said, if you're not getting out of anything out of these, then you're not really paying attention because everybody's got a skill set. And that's something I value in everybody. You don't have to be the best. Nobody's going to be the best at everything. And I think that's a problem. People don't like to collab. 
and um, you don't learn. If you always stay inside your box, if you always stay inside your studio and keep your headphones on and listen to your stuff, you're going to think you're the best thing ever. Playing beats in front of somebody, it changes your perspective, I think, on what you're hearing because you're getting the reaction out of people or whatever it is. And then, so like picking up what other people are doing um, kind of helps too because it's it it put these things push me to be better because it's like oh i like what they did or like oh they came hard on that like there were some beats in the competition where i was like oh if you played that beat it might have been a problem for me you know what i mean so it's like i i, I try to pay attention and, and see what other people are doing and the skill sets they have and just listening to where i'm at and like oh like mine i need more variety here like my, my stuff's boring it fell flat here you know so um, I try to pick up things that other people are doing and then like just like you said, networking and talking with people and seeing what techniques they use. And, like, and so that's the time to ask questions like, how do you get your, your bass to sound like that? You know what I mean? Right, right. All those things. So I'm an observer, so I think maybe it comes naturally for me, but um, I'm stubborn. I like to <laughs> keep pushing too until I'm successful. And so that's definitely what I set out to do. That's what's up. Um, like I said, I definitely noticed uh, definitely an improvement from last time to just recently. So, you know, shout out to you for definitely doing your homework and, you know, come, you know, coming stronger. Because, like I said, the whole thing with beat battles in, I'm going to say this because I say this and also in the meetings, but, you know, I'm going to say this just for general tips and tricks for anyone that competes in fresh produce or any beat battle in general. <clears throat> The main, uh, one of the main things you always got to keep in mind um, and I used to preach about this before in the past and I had I, I kind of stopped and I need to is understanding how the human attention span works and so and I say that because of this um, commercials generally speaking on television and on the internet um, generally are what 30 to 60 seconds long right yep. generally speaking uh, sometimes you get too many joints, but generally speaking, the average commercial, 30 to 60 seconds long. So that's, you have 60 seconds usually here in Fresh Produce to play your beat. And in most beat battles, 60 seconds. It's just a, kind of a general round time to use. Yep. The human attention span, if I'm not mistaken, is around anywhere from eight to 24 seconds. Might be less. <laughs> probably, probably less. Probably less, especially with this new generation. Probably less. But on average, it's anywhere between eight and twenty-four seconds. So you have eight to twenty-four seconds to grab someone's attention, right? So when people come through and bring a beat over and it has a long intro, your intro, I would say, be no longer than fifteen seconds. You, that means you got 45 seconds at, on average to impress myself as a judge and the crowd and other judges as well whether it's fresh produce or something else now if you play something with a long intro that just lessens your time you know what I'm saying so and then don't and try to bring something with variety you know what I'm saying like, like you just said earlier you know it's no problem staying in your lane like if you're a boom bad person be a boom bad person if you're gonna be a trap person be a trap person if you know how to merge those genres together merge them motherfuckers together but have your stuff be interesting like if you if I'm giving you 30 seconds max of my time of my attention 
if you do not press me in the first 30 seconds, then the other 30 seconds, I'm not paying attention to. Like I'll just literally blank out. And unfortunately, happened quite a few times. You no. Know? Even in the most recent battle, I'm not gonna say names, but it happens. It's just it's just one of those things, you know what I'm saying? And so when you do that, think about how the crowd feels. Because I can I can't tell you how many times that I've been in the monocle, uh, which was a nice huge venue that we used to use before we moved into our current venue, which is Ballpark Village, everybody. Um in downtown St. Louis. Um you can really see what the crowd would look like. And you can tell if the crowd was really fucking with you or not. Nine times out of ten, they'll fuck with you. But, you know, St. Louis kind of being a hard crowd at times, but will still fuck with you if you don't, no matter what genre you bring. You know, you really can tell where the crowd was at. It was a mixed crowd. It wasn't just hood niggas or motherfuckers from the suburbs. No, no, it was literally a mess. You had people from the city. You had people from the counties and suburbs. You know, people from the sticks. You know, all t- you know, just came through. And people from literally down the street, you know, all coming together, you know, to, you know, try to enjoy this music. And so, and you want them to enjoy that music. So you don't want to have something long, especially, you know, if other people trying to, you know, hear other beats and stuff like that, you know, they'll forget about your shit and listen to someone else's shit that's able to grab their attention off the bat. Like, if you get my attention within the first 15 seconds, cool. If you can get it for 30, you got me. And then I'll pay attention to your other 30, but how you gonna maintain the other 30? So don't. So now that moves into my second thing, which is don't have repetitive stuff unless that loop or that eight bar or that four bar, that eight bar loop is flawless like literally flawless in every sense of the word where it's always going to catch my attention no matter what, which definitely has happened before in a battle. Having it happen to me quite a few times. But if that four to eight bar loop isn't, if it's just the same repetitive thing, like if it's something you're playing that's like for something to vibe to, okay, cool. Not the comp, not what you want to use in a competition. You know, because there, there's different, you know, if you got something in solid format, mm-hmm. cool, possibly can work, seen it work. Not going to probably fare in a competition against someone who has a diversity and understanding about how to keep people's attention and come with a lot of different stuff. Because I've heard, I've been to different beat battles um, in different parts of the country and the ones that came here and the ones I participated in and I've heard people bring some amazing shit, you know, Nicodemus included, you know, so shout out to him when I know he's a bit uh, a bit um Red Bull Big Tune veteran. So mm-hmm. you know, so I say and when they came here in St. Louis, like was it about 10, 11 years ago, you know, they were great here. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people were dope here and had a lot of great stuff. You no know, shout out to my boy Trifecta who won. Um and so it's just one of those things that, you know, learning and going to those kind of battles, understanding, you really understand to see how the shit goes and then participate and you understand, yeah, if the human attention span is important because you don't want something that's repetitive. You don't want something that's, you know, has a long intro and gives you less time to show off your stuff. Now, I would say the third thing, don't have ego. Like if you lose, which you have a 50-50 shot of losing, of course, take your L with grace. Mm-hmm. You'll get more love taking your L with grace. Yep. 
then taking your L on some asshole shit. Mm-hmm. Again, as both a competitor and a judge, I have seen it happen. Not naming names, but just know, clearly seen it happen many times before. Because no one likes working with someone that has an asshole spirit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, I don't get that from you at all. I don't get that from you at all. I can I can definitely tell you cool. <laughs> like, you 100% cool. But, uh, but as far as other <laughs> people I've dealt with in the past and other producers that I'm very cool with, you know, whether I'm in a fresh produce or not, saying the same similar stuff, you know, which is that ego portion and how you handle yourself in moments like that is a big thing. I don't give a fuck how good you are. No one's not going to fuck with someone if you're an asshole about it. It's just, I mean, it's just what I've seen and what I know to be true. So, um, so if you can kind of do those things in the beat battles, if you just do those things, um, no matter what beat battle you go into, just always try to find a way to keep the crowd interested. Always approach the situation with no ego involved and don't have long intros and don't just please don't know long intros. I always understand how the human tensor span works and you'll be fine. I mean, I see people as soon as they got the understanding wins every time. Like they won way more than they lost. And if they lost, they lost solely because the other person was just that good or better than them. And they understood the same thing. So I'm saying. Right. So mm-hmm. it's so this 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 yep. probably the main things that I would I would say always keep in mind when you come to those things. And uh but yeah, but I would say I would say this. Um will you be planning on competing in more beat battles outside of fresh produce? Um, and especially now since stuff is kind of opening back up now and some form of normalcy right. is coming back so do you plan on whether it's traveling or doing stuff uh, in Minneapolis do you plan on doing it oh yeah definitely I can't wait to get back to live beat battles there's nothing like that like this online version is cool but there's nothing like hearing stuff on loudspeakers and that crowd participation is great there's like the rush that comes with you know actually competing and so i'm definitely going to do some live shows i might actually try and throw my own um i got a couple of new ideas that i want to test out and do something different um and then i would love to come down to st louis sometimes even just to check out some of the live shows there because they look lit and the producers that come in there are just phenomenal so oh absolutely uh, absolutely yeah so i'm yeah. Not, <clears throat> yeah i'm not stopping i like this this is my jam so <laughs> no, I, will no, you be, good. I will be competing more <laughs> no that's what's up I, i'm glad you are because uh i know fresh produce we will be traveling more um i believe maybe sometime later on this year if not more in 2022 if, if not later on this year um and yeah you know minneapolis is forgot how far of a drive that would be from here to St. Louis. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know from here to Kansas City, Kansas is about 10 hours, I think. Eight, eight hours, maybe eight hours. Yeah, from here, because from here to KC is about three and a half. It's roughly three and a half hours, maybe a little bit more, like three, three and a half, three, three hours, 40, something like that. 
maybe three hours. So yeah, so yeah, so we'll say around eight to twelve hours somewhere in that window. So yeah, we can we can make that trick. I'm sure. Um, hopefully in the future, you know, because we definitely because I never been to Minnesota, you know. Uh, Never been, always been wanting to check out something up north, you know what I'm saying? Plus, you know, uh, I'm a fan of stuff like Fargo and stuff like that too. So I always want to kind of see, like, huh, I want to see, you know, I'm just kind of just kind of curious, you know. Far, Fargo's my jam. I love Fargo. Shout out to Fargo, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. The series and the movie, yeah, you, you never seen it? Oh, yes, I've seen it. Okay, that's what, like, yeah, yeah. Sure, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love, love it, love it, love it, love the people. But uh, but other than that, um, definitely may have to try to come up there one day. Uh, but you know, I know, kind of a hot spot in the area right now, do, dealing with everything that's going on with you know the unfortunate murders of you know George Floyd and everything else. And um, matter of fact, speaking of which, so how has life been recently since you know all er, everything's been transpiring you know because of course i hear stuff on the news and i know this kind of outside of fresh produce and stuff like that a little bit but mm-hmm. out of curiosity how is that now like how how is life in the area now like since everything um, transpired yeah i mean obviously it's um quieted down a little bit um but i think that you know there's still a lot of work to be done and we've got unfortunately the other trials and then that other incident um uh so we've got a couple of trials i guess to go through here in the state so i suspect that um things will kind of liven up again but there are people still doing work you know don't get me wrong um but i think that a lot of people here are starting to realize that marches are good you know for awareness and things like that but there are a lot of political changes that we need to make as well that can't happen in the streets like that and so there's a lot of people uh, grouping and organizing to try and make some legislation changes and things like that so that we can don't, we don't have to protest like this anymore and it doesn't have to come down to this for, for things to change if that makes sense you know the community awesome. still needs to be still needs to be rebuilt you know there's still people that have needs and things in the area so um, it's not as heightened as it was before, but there definitely still is, you know, a presence uh, on the community. No, I, I totally understand. You know, uh, no shout out to you know the lawyer. You know, shout out to the lawyer man for the Floyd family. You know, did phenomenal. You know, brother did an amazing job. You know, what I'm saying shout out to everyone that had some fucking common sense that was on the witness stand right. and knew how. You know the police is gonna play the situation. Uh, shout out to the protesters for making the change and you know, helping making the change. You know, like I said, it's a like you just said, it's a long way to go. You know, it still is a very long way to go, especially like I said with the other case that happened as well with the young man. Um, but uh, hopefully, you know, some change will kind of come from this. You know, that, that, that you know that's everyone's home, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm in St. Louis, so of course, Ferguson happened So, you know, and shout out to all the, all the homies that have been out in the street, being on that activism shit, you know, shout out to y'all, for real, for real. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad the verdict turned out the way it did. It is, I'll, I'll say that much. I'm, I'm glad it did, because I could see something happen very, go very left. 
very 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 soon after after that but uh but just to kind of you know liven up and kind of move a little bit different for a second because i just was kind of curious because like well she's in the area i might as well ask you know the elephant yeah. in the room you know just kind of get that out the way uh mm-hmm. but yeah so regardless though um so tell me a little bit about the, the hip-hop scene in minneapolis like what's that like um you definitely have a lot of variety there's um a lot of really really dope underground artists and musicians um you can find uh, there's tons of places to, to perform you're always usually able to get a gig you know so that's that's pretty dope um and like i said there's just people kind of doing a little bit of everything so you can get a, a pretty good variety too um you know we used to have the sound set uh every sound set uh show by rhyme sayers every year here in the state as well and so that kind of brought a lot of uh hip-hop awareness to the state and um but we were trying to on the underground artists and stuff in the community as well that comes along with that and like just in their final years they started incorporating more community artists and having showcases for the local artists and things like that you know because i think that's important if you're going to do something on a large scale you need to remember your community um so we do have little pockets and and some great people doing great things um i was a part of the 45th anniversary celebration here uh grandmaster kaz came out um i was lucky enough to open up for him because i do some rapping as well and nice. yeah and he actually told us he said that minnesota was doing more hip-hop than it was out in the east coast which mm. obviously shocked all of us because just uh, there's a lot of traditions and things that have been lost and he was pretty impressed by um you know how we get back to the basics and things like that so um minneapolis is probably not as well known you know and as far as like the rest of the states uh, for hip-hop it did doesn't mean that we're not doing stuff here. There's a lot of talented people here doing some great things. And so, um, you know, our next move is probably to grow that and make it bigger and just just start being known. But it's kind of hard because, like, we don't have a lot of area codes here for hip-hop. You know what I mean? Getting into the politics of things. And so we're not... Hip-hop's not, like, the number one genre in the state. So sometimes that's kind of hard to shine the light. You know, you kind of got to look for it. So... I can dig it. I can, I can. I can understand. You know, I'm, I'm in Missouri. Trust yep. me. I got. <laughs> trust me. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you're not in, be honest with you. If you're not in St. Louis, Kansas City, or Columbia, crimson red. So just go. Just and you already know what I mean by that. So yep. just just take just take it as you will. Right. Um, but. Uh, that's what's up though you know i, I was there kind of was kind of curious about the scene up north in minneapolis like you know i know a little bit about like i said what rhyme says but i wasn't curious about like how the local scene is which that's dope though and then you no know, this which is a perfect segue because you did mention you are an artist um so reflect if that's if i'm correct yes yep so tell me about that so tell so tell me how the, your rap career is right now because we definitely talked about you your, your music but tell us about you, you being a rapper Sure. Um, so Reflect, I would say, is a little bit younger than Burgundy. <laughs> um, my music, I've always, I've been doing that for forever. Um, I don't know why I started rapping, to be honest. I just kind of enjoyed it. I've always done poetry. And I think that it was just a new way for me to express myself. And then I was making my own beats, so it just kind of went hand in hand. 
um, I put out my first album in 2018, um, and it was all self-produced and um, kind of just went from there. So I don't rap as much as I produce. Like I produce, I'm making like three beats a day sometimes. Um, but the writing is. Thank you. Um, the the writing part though is just kind of like more, more kind of uh, I don't know. It just kind of comes and goes for me. I don't ever try to force it. Um, but uh, see, I've got two albums out uh, right now. I've done probably about four or five collaboration pieces. I'm actually working on my third solo album now, and I think that'll probably be done maybe next year because I have about four B tapes to release this year okay. and some other project. So. So uh, now, which is perfect, uh, which is perfect, another segue that's perfect, because you now you mentioned beat tapes. So um, now with your beat tapes, so are these the first beat tapes you ever done, or have you done beat tapes before? Um, I did one other one last year, um, and it was uh, called The Genesis. I had 51 tracks, and I just went ham. <laughs> and I had a little guide. <laughs> to 51? Yep. Um, which, by the way, don't ever do that because um, I learned that there's a limit on how many tracks you can add to an album on Spotify and YouTube and things like that, or SoundCloud even. Yeah, that's, um, that's a playlist at that point. <laughs> yeah, it turned into a playlist. I couldn't even <laughs> listen as an album. Um, so this time I've been, like, I don't know, all last year kind of just was uh, about self-development for me, and I put my head down and just went on the grind. And I have a lot of material, and a lot of me wants to just release all of it again um, because I just want to get on to new things, but I think that it's too much <laughs> for people, and I kind of want to stretch it out a little bit and take my time with it and really showcase it um, and be proud of it. So, um, yeah. So I have one other one, a giant one, <laughs> that you can go find on uh, YouTube or SoundCloud called The Genesis. And uh, I would say look forward for a lot more because I do have a lot. Nice, nice. So uh, now, kind of staying on topic with the beat tapes. So, which your other beat tapes you plan on putting out? Have you ever thought about putting them out maybe like in an EP type fashion? Like maybe just putting them out maybe no more than like seven tracks maybe. I don't know how long your beats are. I don't know how long your beats would next actually be. But let's say you have... Anywhere from a minute and a half to two minutes worth of beats per beat, you know what I'm saying? Uh, have you ever thought about doing something like that? Just having a, just shorter EP so that way you have more content to release them. Because like, because I'm just thinking about like how you tell me with your, uh, you know, pretty much your playlist. You say I'm gonna say that your beat playlist. <laughs> so. Um, cause I, cause I was just like, so well, if she got fifty something beats. She could broke that down to me like. <laughs> Roughly 10 B tapes, you know what I'm saying? That's 10 B tapes, you know, on average, the nine to 10. So I'm just kind of thinking, like, have you ever thought about doing something like that? Or would you consider doing something like that if you haven't thought about that? Yeah, actually, that's what I'm going to do with this one. It's going to be called Four Cor Full Course Meal. And I'm going to have uh, three called the Appetizer, Main Course, and Dessert. And nice, then, okay. Uh, Exclusive to this podcast, I will say this, but I'm also going to release a surprise fourth album um, called The To Go Box. And so um, I'm planning on putting 12 tracks on each of those albums. Okay. So, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And 
would you you say you were roughly standing around like that uh what about a minute and a half two and a half minutes or or do you kind of i'd say like about two to three two or three okay yeah. cool yep. i do full length I, I don't know i know what you're talking about the, the shorter version it's mm-hmm. hard for me i like to i i don't know i i think i feel like a lot of my beats like you start to appreciate my style when you listen to it from front to end because i think mm-hmm. a lot of times there's a story being told a lot of times there's emotion building and i think back to to segment what you said in earlier about the intro and part that was a tough lesson for me to learn because i i feel like i have great intros and they build and they tell that story but it's not good for the beat battle format you know what i'm saying and it took me a long time because i was in love with my transitions <laughs> and it took a lot for me to kind of like say oh no don't start it here maybe start at the course even you know what i mean the beat battle there's an art form for sure um but i do like to make uh full-length albums or full-length tracks too just because i'm looking to sell these beats um it's the reason i'm putting out the beat tape is like here let's let me showcase what i have for you these are available to to purchase and so kind of want to give that listener uh like the ability to hear the the track in full and get their creative juices going gotcha gotcha have you thought uh do you have any kind of uh big store or do you just plan on having this like direct contact with people like that like how do you plan on selling your beats yeah, you know, I've gone back and forth because I was going to start a, a BeatStars page, you know, and I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people that say they're selling a lot. I've heard other people say that they don't really get the sales. Um, it, it's all about making it work, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know I kind of, I know me personally, I kind of slacked off a little bit, but no, you can make some sales on there. Like, it's, but I think the main thing with like stuff like BeatStars and Airbid and others is, um, you gotta put in the work you know mm-hmm. you have to put in the work because people are like oh well i paid b stars to promote so yeah but you paid them to promote just on their website you know which is dope it's, but you know you kind of have to put in the work to get yourself out there so i mean if you gotta make videos or put clips on social media audio video whatever the case may be do that you know you gotta engage you gotta yep advertise yourself for the most part you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. so it's just it's just about what you can make out of it. it they give you the tools you just have to know what to make up and i'm saying this, i'm pretty sure it's the same with everybody but i clearly like only speak for big stars but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i would say but nah but uh i would say that probably be like that with any kind of big store it's just you know it's a lot of people it's billion literally billions of people on this rock that's floating in space trust me it's right. you can you, it's a it's someone who will buy your shit. you just have to put yourself out there and put in the work you know and then you know right. it's going to be trial and error you know i went through trial and error before and mm-hmm. it's happened you know but you know you just have to make it work the best you can you know what i'm saying so but yeah. there's nothing wrong with direct contact like if someone emails you directly and say hey we want to do i want to go ahead and buy this b for x amount of money whatever okay like if someone said hey i'm gonna buy b for you for like what 500 cool Right. That's 500. <laughs> that's, right. that's a quick 500. But, you know, someone say like, hey, you know, I want to lease this for 50 bucks. I'm not sure if that's your vibe or nothing like that. I don't know if you do leasing or if you ever mm-hmm. been interested in it. But, yep. uh, yeah, fuck it. Cool. Just make up some contracts. You know, they not hard to look up. They out there. Mm-hmm. No. I think, it, like, my my mindset, my goals have changed a little bit, too. Um, I'm going to start focusing more on licensing 
uh, my work with commercials and uh, TV and uh, movies because I'm trying to be in this for the long run and the artist stuff is great. But honestly, like when you're talking about streams and you're making a quick sale, like it don't really happen. Like it's just, it's, I've heard artists say that their track has made more money for being used in a movie than getting radio streams, you know? And mm -hmm. so um, if you think about this with them, if the business mindset, I think that like if you have the material that licensing your stuff is, is definitely a different route to go and will get you that long money um, when you start getting those royalties or getting paid a couple stacks to have 30 seconds of your beat played in a movie when they turn the radio on. You know what I mean? Not real shit. For 30 seconds, you know, so I, that's changed my mindset because I honestly feel like a lot of my music is perfect for uh, commercial use. And so um, I've kind of switched from trying to beg people to buy my beats to um, focused on trying to get a hold of these music supervisors and get my my stuff licensed because i think that's gonna carry me and then hopefully from that you know start making a name for myself and um getting some artists because like i don't know it's just hard local artists you know i think any producer is typically generous to somebody local they don't have the bread that you want you know what i mean i might have a thousand dollar beat on me right now but that local artist is not going to be able to afford that you know what i'm saying and being right, an I artist see. myself i get that it's like we always have to pay for something and there's nothing left over and half the time the artists end up doing stuff free or losing money and so um that's been hard you know and, and it's just like i'm at the point where this needs to start making a profit for me because i want a business i don't want a hobby and so um, my gears have been turning a little bit different direction. And I think that that's probably the reason I haven't gone hardcore in the store is because I want to seek out this licensing and see what that does for me. And guess what? There is absolutely nothing wrong with that because that's actually, like you just said, that is a smarter move in the long run. Because like I said, there's a lot of opportunities for music producers, beat makers, beat makers, composers, like, like you said with the licensing, like TV, uh, movies, video games, endless, you know what I'm saying? Radio, it's, it's so much different stuff um, that you, that's just everlasting money, perpetual money. Now, unless you have something that's like timeless, like that you have an artist, like you, like a, uh, like X gonna give it to you, some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like something that can be timeless and used over and over and over, or some old school Motown, shit like some Marvin Gaye level shit that's used over and over like something like that you know something right. that's always going to be used mm -hmm. um yeah you you will be better off just trying to just try to get this quick little license money like you said get you a couple racks you know doing that you know it's, it's money you can get off for a long time like I was just watching um it's an older interview but I was watching uh Jason Weaver shout out to him yeah. uh the interview about uh one of his interviews um that came out last couple years about him how he got on playing uh doing the voice for the singer voice for Simba and the Lion King and my man is sick like he really don't gotta work anymore like and he been sick since yeah. he was a little dude you know what I'm saying which was early 90s early early 90s you know he about easily like in his early 40s now but he said, like, yeah, Disney. So, yeah, because of the royalties and stuff I got from Disney doing that, you know, anytime they play this stuff, like, I'm set. Like, you know, I just took my mom's leverage that was giving me a, uh, what was he say, a few, uh, like, a couple hundred thousand royalties, and he was cool. He's been yeah. straight up since. 
right. like he hasn't ha- he only works because he wants to he doesn't need to mm-hmm. because it's perpetual money coming in you know right. what i'm saying and so and then and of course it's the fucking lion king you know what i'm saying yeah. so you know what i'm saying it's, it's lion yeah. king yeah but, uh, but no but no that's no that's that's definitely the smarter move for longevity so no like 100 like i and i encourage any any and anybody that does beats compose whatever the case may be that's always an option because just like i said work with artists fantastic but fresh produce exists to show that you know people love the beats you can hear beats just by itself they don't need vocals you don't necessarily need vocals you know what right. i'm saying so right. So just just being honest, you know, say love y'all artists to death. But it's just something like Fresh Produce does show that, like, no, nah, you don't necessarily need vocals to enjoy music. I mean, people enjoy non-vocal music for literally centuries and millennia. So right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's it's still happening today. I mean, I look I mean Beethoven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, example. No, right. So, but it's, but it's just one of them things, you know. The, the the move is definitely better so i think that's what you what you're doing is the better move in the long run i truly do believe that i truly do agree yeah. with that too because otherwise you just become a hobby producer and you can still make beats for artists you know what i mean but yeah i just um i'm not trying to be stagnant and i'm really trying to get somewhere the other thing Dang. too is like i have a very soft heart for the youth and there's a lot of things that i want to do and build um around some non-profiting with hip-hop curriculum and just I, hip-hop is very dear to me and so i want to preserve the elements and keep that alive because i feel like it's not what it used to be and a lot of things get labeled hip-hop that are not and that's very near and dear to my heart um so there's a lot of things i want to build with community and youth as well and so um that's another avenue i'd like to explore but you know so yeah i got a lot of go you know i can't just sit here and make beats and hope that artists are gonna pick them you know this just comes to a point where stuff's not working you gotta flip the script and make something else work and i'm gonna hustle until i get it so i'm gonna find out the formula and teach it to others you know and give them the opportunities i didn't have because i don't get handouts you know and you shouldn't we'll but you know what we'll i mean see. it's good to ha- everybody needs help you know what i mean at some point you can't really do everything by yourself everybody probably has somebody that pulled them up at some point you know what i mean right, and i right. want to learn those ropes and pull other people up i fuck with that <laughs> I fuck, i'm like for real for real. like i'm glad that you have that mindset to want to help have that you know that need the want to nurture and bring education and help people out like that's definitely a invaluable that's definitely a a quality and an asset that's invaluable so i think you really are on the right path so me personally i think you are um i really believe your business will work out just go ahead and work on it and work at it you know constantly i'll tell anyone the same thing even with this podcast i'm talking i'm saying out loud to myself you know work on it be consistent do what you got to do um and you know in time you know in in due time everything will come like especially if you're trying to do the license game in due time everything comes you know what i'm saying because it's a big world america isn't the only country that's taking license and shit you know what i'm saying (laughs) <laughs> so it's not the only country. So, but uh, 
But no, we about to go ahead and shut it down in a second. And it definitely, definitely had a good show with you. Truly had a good show. Great conversation with you, sis. So um, I want to go ahead and give you the space opportunity to give out your contact information so people can reach out to you. And if you want to go ahead and repeat anything that's, that's coming out, like you just named before, or anything else you want to give out, we want to give you that space to do it. Okay. Uh, you can find me at um, Bergen Beat on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Facebook. That's B-U-R-G-I-N Beat. Um, my Instagram, I only have one page, and that covers both my production and my lyricist work, and that's under my artist name, Soul Reflect, S-O-U-L-R-E-F-L-E-C-T. Uh, you can find, um, I got a lot of beat videos on there and some of my lyrical work as well. Uh, Spotify, you can find me at Soul Reflect for my artist music. I don't generally put my beat together because the goal is to get them sold and pass to somebody else. Um, I, let's see, I got, like I said, I've, I have some beat tapes coming out um, in the works. I'm just, they're actually already done. I'm just doing the final artwork and uh, mixing and mastering on them. Um, so look forward to that and i'm pretty sure i'll probably have a collab or two in there this year so yeah and uh reach out to me i'm very friendly <laughs> i like to uh collaborate with people as well um especially from people in um around the world um and yeah fuck with me <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, do you have any final words for the good people out there? Yeah, I'm just going to have some encouragement. I just want to say anybody out there that's trying to, to, to get ahead, just um, just keep going. Don't focus on the feedback that you're not getting because you're there's going to be a lot of times where you feel alone and you don't feel supported. Um, but you got to tuck that back behind you and believe in yourself and just keep grinding and um i think the moment you realize that you don't need to rely on other people or their clicks and just do your thing that other people will gravitate towards you and um you'll start to build a team of uh, support that you need around you um so just keep going and find your tribe and don't give up and that's the thing that everybody says don't give up but it, it's, it's hard because you don't you don't get the support. Everybody's got a story of where they weren't supported. They didn't feel appreciated. That's definitely been my story. I've definitely had people um, that have um, helped me along the way, um, but there's definitely been a lot of uh, hardships too. And I think that the reason why I'm successful is because I didn't stop. I didn't let it, it affected me, but I didn't let it stop me. You know what I'm saying? And so you gotta be kind of like an alchemist and flip the script a lot of times, leaving yourself know that you're good. If you're not where you need to be, find out how you can get there, you know, so. That's what's up. And I really do appreciate those final words, sis. Thank you so much for, again, taking the time out. Uh, congratulations again on your recent win. We definitely will see you in the battle, um, the October online battle. I believe it's going to be October. Uh, could be yep. wrong, but I think it's okay, October. It is October. October 21st. Okay, I had it right. I did have it right. Okay. Yep. So, so the October battle, uh, best of luck to you with that. Thank and, you. Um, Good people. That was another episode of Fruit of the Bone Podcast. Uh, like I said earlier, make sure you catch us on all forms of social media, which is at Fruit Bone Pod. Um, and also make sure you catch us on every streaming service uh, for audio. Like I said, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
Just Google us, Fruit of the Boom Podcast. You'll find us out there. It's real easy, real simple. We are everywhere you, you listen to podcasts. Um, and make sure you catch us every first and third Wednesday for Fresh Produce Live and online, respectively. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace.